You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is The Wellness Prescription, brought to you by Healthy Planet. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Ann Romer. I am filling in this week for Tina Cortez, and my co-host and all-around amazing wellness coach from her home studio is Dr. Claudia. Good morning, Claudia. Good morning, Anne. How are you today? Well, feeling well because I am speaking with you that you always make me feel physically and mentally better. (laughs) Well, you do the same for me, so I'm really excited to chat with you today. You know, this is a big day today, Claudia. It's the annual Terry Fox Run from Coast to Coast, an incredible cancer fundraiser that has raised millions and millions since it began years ago. And, you know, Claudia, I like to think of it as our way of finishing the journey that Terry Fox began in 1980. What are your thoughts? Did he inspire you? You know what? I was a young girl when I remember hearing and learning about Terry Fox. And to this day, I still remember all of his amazing and profound quotes. Uh, The one that stands out in my mind the most is, anything is possible if you try. And I feel like that's exactly where we are today. Uh, It resonates with me because I feel like that's the message we've been trying to give our young people, our young generation, ourselves, and it's really the only way to get through life's challenges. Especially when we're in the midst of a pandemic. Well, you know, the other thing that stands out for me is he wanted to try the impossible because it can show that anything can be done, the impossible can be accomplished, and in this time's we really do have to resonate with that concept. Anything is possible. We can overcome anything. There's always a silver lining. You know, Claudia, I think that everyone has a Terry Fox story. So mine is this. The year is 1980. Terry Fox is scheduled to run through Toronto. Very little fanfare expected as the journey so far has gone relatively unnoticed. But not the case Any longer, hundreds of supporters and dozens of media lining the streets all through Toronto to cheer him on. And as the newly minted co-host of That's Life, I have the honor of interviewing this shy, young cancer survivor turned cancer champion. And then, Claudia, with the thrill of my young lifetime, I'm asked to run alongside Terry Fox for about an eighth of a mile. It is just the two of us. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. I have goosebumps just knowing that you ran with Terry Fox and that you got to experience his profound energy. And I'm I'm sure that you carried that moment with you for the last 40 years. It's interesting. He really was shy. So interviewing him was, it was a great challenge. Uh, He just didn't have a lot to say. He really spoke volumes in his movements and in his courageous journey. But running alongside him, he became a different person. He, his energy changed. We looked at each other a couple of times. We did not speak because we needed to conserve our energy and particularly me. He was in terrific shape. I was kind of tagging along. But I looked at his profile when he was looking straight ahead and running and thought, this man is, this young man is moving toward a goal and he is determined and I am so fortunate to be running in his shadow. 
Well, I hope that that determination uh, that you saw is seen by the rest of the world as we run into this amazing adventure with him today, uh, the Terry Fox Run. Terry's younger brother, Daryl Fox, joins us now on The Wellness Prescription with my co-host, Dr. Claudia. Daryl, thank you for your time. My pleasure, Anne. Hi, Claudia. Thank you for joining us, Daryl. So, Daryl, what do you remember most about Terry's incredible journey? Well, um, I guess for me, I mean, I was 17 at the time and had the incredible opportunity to to join him in St. John, New Brunswick on May 31st. And really, it was just uh, watching him run. Um, It's a a memory that's forever etched on my mind and also watching others witness him run as well. Um, I had the incredible opportunity to, to witness a miracle in the making in 1980. And so, Daryl... The event this year is going to be different. How is it different? Well, it is very different. Uh, you know, uh, in 1980, it was said that Terry united a nation for a, for a common cause. So we, so we were coming together then. And for 39 years since, we've been coming together every September. Well, this year is different, and we're not able to do do so this year. So, um, but uh, guess what? COVID. Uh, is uh, our cancer is not taking a time out for, for COVID. Uh, cancer is very prevalent uh, every day in, in, in the lives of many Canadians, and so we need to get out there today, Sunday, September 20th, and raise money for cancer research. Let's talk about the difference that all of the money raised so far in Terry's name has made when it comes to the fight against cancer. And I always reference uh, Terry's form of cancer, osteosarcoma, bone cancer, in uh, 1977, when he was diagnosed, he had a 20 to 30% chance of surviving cancer. Today, he'd have closer to an 80% chance of living, and there's a very good chance his, he would have not had to have his leg amputated. Since 1980, um, over $800 million has been raised in, in Terry's name for cancer research. The Terry Fox Research Institute Let's talk about what you endeavor to do. You are a senior advisor and a member of the board. So what's that all about? Well, we created the, uh, the, the Terry Fox Research Institute in 2007 because of the success of the, the uh, 25th anniversary when in 2005 when we raised uh, close to $50 million. And the Research Institute is responsible for managing and administering and allocating uh, funds raised by the Terry Fox Foundation. And our focus has always been on team science. Uh, Terry was, again, as I said earlier, was about bringing people together. And that's what we do. We fund uh, researchers coming together, not only within an institute, a a cancer hospital or or university, but at various uh, identities across the country. And so this year, we mentioned that the run is going to be different. And usually in my children's school, we have uh, an event where the children are running in, na- in the name of Terry Fox. Uh, this year, we're asking families to do virtual um, you know, submissions of their participation. My family plans to do the same thing. And we're hoping that many others are going to be participating in this. So what is the projection um, on your end? What, what are you projecting people will be, how will people be participating? Well, we're, we remain hopeful. Um, Terry Foxers are resilient. They're relentless. It's all about effort. You know, Terry never finished the Marathon of Hope, but he's not considered a failure. 
we're hopeful that people will get out uh, today and also uh, through their school events and support cancer research. Visit terryfox.org, and that's when you can fundraise and also make a donation in Terry's name or uh, 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 in memory of a loved one or or a family friend. You know, it's interesting, Daryl, having met you, and you wouldn't remember, but also having interviewed your (laughs) brother and having run with him for about an eighth of a mile 40 years ago. I like to think that each year when we participate in the Terry Fox run in whatever way, shape, or form, that we are continuing his journey for him. And we are. Um, thank you. you. You dated yourself there, and you dated me as well <laughs> yes. in the process. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. But, uh, <laughs> but that's, how I, that's how I see it, is that, you know, Terry passed the baton to us when he passed away on June 28, 1981. And, it, you know, it, uh, it was a sad day then, and reflecting on it, it's still a sad day 40 years um, later. But, but I know with every loony and toony we raise today, we are saving lives in the future. That was Terry's message, and it's a message that continues to resonate with Canadians far and wide um, today. The, the message that resonates with me, and I mentioned to Anne earlier, is that he quoted, I want to try the impossible to show that it can be done. And I feel like that's exactly what we're trying to do in these unprecedented times, as well as with his passion in mind. Exactly. Claudia, you know, that's, again, that's what I witnessed in 1980. I witnessed a miracle. Terry ran a marathon every day for 143 days in a row. I spent three months in the summer of 1980 shaking my head, taking in what he was accomplishing on a day-to-day basis. But again, he, he proved to us all that limitations are, are self-imposed and we can do anything we set our mind to and that's how I try to, to, to live my life and that's the message I, I share with the next generation whenever I have that opportunity. So Daryl, let's rewind 40 years and let's talk about the day-to-day as you mentioned in the van and, and when the journey first began there was not a lot of fanfare, there wasn't as much interest as we would have liked initially but then it grew exponentially. So what was it like to get up as early as you did and do what you did as a supporter of your brother? And how was his mood, what was, what was his energy like through the, the toughest times of the marathon, the daily marathon? Well, yes. So I, I was 17 at the time. So the 4.30 a.m. Uh, alarm clock going off was not very much appreciated by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I was spending, you know, most of the day in the van. Terry was getting up and, and starting to run at 5 o'clock, and, and that's what he'd be doing for the, for the balance of the day. Um, the, the mornings were, were very tense. Um, you know, Terry would uh, curl in the fetal position in, in the back of the, the van, and um, you, could, you could cut, uh, you know, the tension with a, with a knife because you knew that's when he, where he was uh, mentally preparing for what lay ahead, so not a word was was spoken, but that's what Terry was doing was preparing for the day ahead. And uh, you know, we drop him off at the side of the road in complete darkness uh, at the exact spot where he had finished running um, the night before, and and, uh, and and then he would start to run. And uh, a good day, he'd be finished by by three o'clock, and in the afternoon, usually he'd be closer to five. And then he would go and he would share his his story of why he was running across the country. Terry's legacy, and I know you're asked about it all the time, but does it 
change grow with each passing decade, Daryl? Well, you know, I pinch myself, and in fact, I'm starting to get bruises as a result <laughs> when I when I reflect on the 40 years and. And you know Terry seems very much his legacy seems very much alive. It's it's still very vibrant. Um, when when I go and and have the opportunity to to speak at a school uh, to 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 students of today, it, it wasn't 40 years ago. Um, to them, even though they know Terry's not with us, it could have been last week. Um, they really um, they really listen to the story of Terry Fox, but more more than that, they embrace it. And that's why I know Terry's legacy is, is in very good hands and will be around for many generations to come because it has been passed on and embraced by, by the next generation. You are passionate, you are eloquent, and we so appreciate you, Daryl Fox, joining us on The Wellness Prescription, talking about so lovingly and so incredibly about your amazing brother, the late, great Terry Fox. If people would like more information or would like to donate or would like to reach out to you for comfort, I think, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can, they can find me on the, the, the Terry Fox Research Institute uh, uh, web or visit uh, terryfox.org to, to make a donation and support cancer research. Thank you, Daryl Fox. Well, coming up next on the show, you are what you eat. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is The Wellness Prescription, brought to you by Healthy Planet. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Ann Romer, filling in for Tina Cortez. Over now to Dr. Claudia with today's guest, Claudia. Thank you, Ann. Today we are welcoming nutritionist and TV personality, Julie Daniluk. Uh, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, guys. It's, it's really a walk down memory lane. So wonderful to talk to Anne again, too. We are going to dive right in and talk about the anti-inflammatory diet. So what are the health benefits associated with eating anti-inflammatory meals? Well, the anti-inflammatory way of life is quite extraordinary because it can reduce those symptoms of inflammation. So inflammation is the body's emergency healing response, and those symptoms that are connected are the heat, the red, redness, the swelling, the pain, and the loss of function. So when we eat the anti-inflammatory way, we really reduce a lot of the pain and inflammation that people are facing, and that's going to help you live longer. So a lot of people, and sometimes doctors, refer their patients to pills and to medication. What are the foods that are considered anti-inflammatory? Well, first up, foods that are high in omega-3 are very powerfully anti-inflammatory because omega-3 can really directly reduce inflammation. The messengers themselves are reduced when we increase our omega-3. What's interesting is omega-3 makes up 8% of our human brain, but only well less than 1% of our diet. So when we reach for more foods like flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, and lots of good quality fish, especially oily fish, then we really increase those good quality um, anti-inflammatory properties. So 
being a chiropractor, I deal with people who are in pain and discomfort on a daily basis. A lot of the times I feel like their pain is rooted in their diet. So inflamed muscles, usually a result of having a diet that's poor in anti-inflammatory food. So you talk about being a food detective. So let's talk a little bit about how we can use our foods and understanding what you know impact food has on our body to help us reduce pain. Yeah, what's interesting is people don't realize that consuming a diet high in very, um, well, high flour, high sugar, and a food, foods that are fried are amongst the, the top three foods that are very inflammatory. So sugar really spikes your insulin and that creates the, something called advanced glycation end products and that really ages you on a cellular level. So I like to say, you know, sugar ages you, literally ages you, and it's really important for us to remember that flour, white flour, becomes white sugar right in our mouth. So just by making simple switches, just from... I like to move away from sugar and use lower carb sweeteners that are all natural like stevia or monk fruit can be an incredible way to break up with those really harmful inflammatory foods. I love that you say break up with those harmful uh, inflammatory foods. So let's talk about that part of the equation. A lot of us are addicted to flour and to sweets and to sugar, it's not as easy as we'd like to think to be able to make a left turn or a right turn and change our diet to change our health. It's really uh, a big one. You're right. The addictive qualities of these foods. I mean, these manufacturers actually make the foods more (laughs) addictive. They actually put people through brain scanners to see how the brain lights up when they eat, when they manufacture some of these foods. So it's not our fault by any stretch of the imagination, but it is really empowering to know that we can do so much to change it. And the big thing that I say is direct substitution. Don't go cold turkey. Find yourself something that's equally as pleasurable create those beautiful, pleasurable foods and make those simple swaps. Like, for example, I absolutely love um, cereal, love cereal. Of course, who doesn't love a nice cold bowl of cereal? So this morning, Alan and I actually made, my husband and I made this beautiful bowl of of actually sugar-free, grain-free granola that's low-carb, but it tastes so crunchy and has that real sweet note to it. But we're using that lovely, um, we use monk fruit sweetener, to, to get away from the sugar and therefore making a classic thing that everyone loves more anti-inflammatory. You made a really good point. We all love those things that kind of trigger that good feeling in our bodies. It's instant gratification. And we all have those cravings. So what is causing the craving and how can we slowly get rid of a craving? Well, what's interesting is when we have sugar and flour, we spike our dopamine very high. And dopamine's our reward hormone. So it's, it's an automatic feedback loop that just makes us go, okay, that felt really good. Let's do it again. Unfortunately, what's happening in the background is it's starting to tear our system down. I really, another great example is, you know, really reaching for berries. Right now, of course, we're in peach season still, so definitely reach for all the, those wonderful fruits that are coming off the vine. It turns out that um, a really great one is apples have scientifically pr- proven to balance our personal blood sugar. And that's another leading cause of actual cravings is when your blood sugar dips low. So by having an apple thinly sliced, maybe dipped in some seeds, like I love dipping it into either sesame seeds or hemp hearts, which are an incredible anti-inflammatory treat, 
that's going to give you that real like, oh, that was fun. You can eat it in front of a movie, but you're not derailing your health. You're really helping to balance your whole system and give you the nutrients you need to thrive. You know, we are still in the thick of a pandemic, Julie. Are there pieces of information, bits of advice that we need to know in order to allow our bodies to handle the emotional stress of this pandemic? Thank you so much for asking that question, Anne. I think the big thing is vitamin D foods can be very helpful because vitamin D has been proven to reduce the severity of COVID-19. So I highly recommend that you reach for more oily fish, that you reach for more fortified foods, and certainly look for mushrooms because it turns out that mushrooms not only have a good quality, a good amount of vitamin D, but they actually have inside it um, incredible beta-glucans that help to keep the lungs clear. So I want you to go as dark with the mushrooms as possible. Eat more portobello mushrooms, eat more cremini, eat more, if you can afford it, some shiitake mushrooms because those have really good science to, to support their immune um, supportive potential, which is so important in these times. So I want to switch it up a bit, and I want to talk about your book, The Hot Detox. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited uh, to let everybody know about how warm foods are really good at detoxifying our bodies, and especially going into the fall season where it's a bit cooler out. We're all looking for those nice soups and warm foods. So let's clarify what that means. So I created The Hot Detox when I realized that my healing journey wasn't quite complete going to the anti-inflammatory menu. I found that my digestion was kind of a really poor post-meal. So if I had a big salad, I was like, why am I not digesting this? So by warming up your food, it makes it much easier to digest. It's broken down. The cellulose is broken open, and then you can access the nutrition inside it. So it turns out that when you warm up your foods, you actually have higher amounts of absorption of those carotenoids, which is the, the beta carotene and vitamin A, but you also get lots of lycopene and other bio, wonderful nutrients that you desperately need to heal. So warm up your food in the, win, in, the, in the fall and winter, and also add a ton of healing spices, like all those anti-inflammatory spices, the turmeric, the cumin, the coriander, the cinnamon, they're all amazing tools to heal, and they taste so good that I've doubled and tripled those inside my recipe book so that you can have a powerful medicinal dose. Uh, for example, cinnamon at a quarter of a teaspoon is actually enough of the, of the spice to balance your personal blood sugar, which is great. You know, as I listen to you speak, and I have followed you for years, you're young, but you've been at this for a while, I, I'm most taken by the fact that you studied under to Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins. Uh, what does that kind of background offer your clients and the people who read your books and listen to what you have to say and watch television? You know, it's mind, body, and soul. It, it really is holistic, isn't it? It really is. Thank you for, for noticing that. I really do love Tony's uh, coaching because it's helped me live a beautiful life. Like what, what really is in the background for a lot of people is, let's face it, we've had traumas in our childhood and they start to paint your present and your future. And if we can let go of a traumatic past and, and help us have that empowering context, that's why I decided to become an eating psychology coach is I realized that people actually often know what to eat, but they still are linked into a cycle of, of 
negative self-harm with what they eat. So I ask my clients to look down at every plate of food and ask one question. Is this food for self-harm or is this food for self-healing? Is this an act of self-love that I'm about to do by eating this plate of food? And it really helps them have that filter that will have them start to attract healthier choices because when they look down and they realize, you know, I'm going to hurt my belly when I have this big bowl of ice cream, then, then they often like, okay, well, what could I have that will taste like that? Like, I want you to have something fun and very pleasurable food, but something that will be equally healing you in the long run. And so you can have it all. You can have the fun in the moment and the fun tomorrow. So I think that's something that Tony really taught me was, you know, it's got to be fun, it's got to be pleasurable, and it's got to be something that, that um, we, we say, okay, we want a beautiful life. So set that mandate, that line in the sand. I love that. And as I am well into my 40s, I'm starting to realize that you really do want to have more fun. But, you know, a lot of my clients need a place to start. And I feel like people look at themselves and at this journey and they feel inundated and overwhelmed. If you had to give somebody a, a one piece of advice on how to get started, what would it be? It would be to put good things in and, and not beat yourself up about the the negative things because one thing I've noticed is when we put enough good in, it starts to push out the bad and that these changes need to happen over time because if you do it all at once, it's a diet, it's a food prison. I'm more about a limit, something that is organic and something that makes sense and is, is going to really nourish you, mind, body, and soul, as Anne said. So it's so important for us to put the good in, you know, can you put in some arugula, which is my, one of my favorite greens? Can you really say, okay, you know what, I'm going to try the kale chips or I'm going to try these delicious uh, spicy nuts that are a great way of breaking up with conventional, conventional um, treats. And definitely, there's so much good sugar-free chocolate out there. You know, those simple swaps will have you go, this is great. This is totally worth it. And they're going to feel fantastic and energetic. <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure, and we must do it again because yeah. the conversation must continue. We must help more people start really living life. If listeners want to get your books, learn more about you, how can they do that? Well, I'm on all social media channels at Julie Daniluk, and that's D-A-N-I-L-U-K. And also, I just absolutely love that I do have a really easy website, hotdetox.com. So that's an easy one to go to. Well, Julie, you are incredible. And Dr. Claudia, you are fantastic and energetic. Please remind our listeners about how they can connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, www.claudiamacchiella.com. Claudia, thank you so much for allowing me to spend time with you on the wellness prescription. I really, really enjoyed it and so appreciate it. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine. Mm. That's our show for previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription. Please go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Ann Romer. Tina is back next week. Thank you for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. The Wellness Prescription has been brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 105.9 The Region.